Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Happy Hour Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Holden, and alongside me is my co-host, Jake Micah. We will not be drinking for this or for every show on this podcast, but encourage you all to sit back and crack a beer or pour a glass while you listen. Um, Happy Hour Hoops is the name of our show, but Jake, why don't you give all the listeners a bit of a rundown of what our show will be about and consist of? So yeah, we're not too worried about drinking every podcast, but uh, we're we're here to we're here to hope we can definitely give you uh, some basketball talk from just about every angle. I mean, it's covered in pretty much every single way, from games to online to Instagram, what guys are up to on there. Like we're hoping that we can give a fun, entertaining angle from there. And this is in podcast format right now, but we're going to see content through us from pretty much every social media p- platform. Um, we've got a Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and a YouTube that'll be starting up. All of the handles are at Happy Hour Hoops One. So give us a follow on there, retweet, share it with all your friends, share, it, spread the word, everything like that. And uh, we're gonna be covering all the bases there. Just try to get out as much content as we can. All things NBA as we uh, get the season started back up here. So uh, you want to get started with this, Donnie? Yeah. Um, so craziness has happened and. Uh, NBA world and sports world in general. We haven't had basketball in about four and a half months now, approaching five months without hoops. Um, and just taking a look at, you know, where the where the season left off, you obviously have Milwaukee at the top of that Eastern Conference, and the, which I hate to breeze over Milwaukee like that. They have an incredible 47-8 and eight record. I mean, they just weren't – weren't shying down from many people before the season got paused. And then the other conference, you have the Los Angeles Lakers who are expected to have that, you know, a a standing record and AD and LeBron and company, you know, you didn't assume that they were going to be anywhere away from the top of the standings out there in the West. Not at all. And we just saw, and we just watched the, I mean, before the league shut down and everything, we had seen the Lakers beat the Bucks and Clippers back to back. So they were, hitting stride and everything it was getting it was getting real for the Lakers fans they were getting really excited before everything kind of stopped for sure and um yeah going off that I mean might as well just jump right into who we have for top contenders you know to end the rest of this weird tournament style regular season and then go into the playoffs yeah, so let's let, let's run through I mean if unless you were like under a rock for the last couple weeks or months I'm sure you know what the <laughs> format is but there's going to be uh, 22 teams down in Orlando. They're already down there. I'm pretty sure every team's already down there. Most of their players are already down there. Um, they're going to play eight seeding games. If their eight seed is within – if the nine, or nine seed is within four games, right? I believe four games yep. of the eight seed, there will be a play-in where they're basically – the lower seed is single elimination and the eight seed gets double elimination. They'll play each other in a little series. But after that, it will be – full goal, regular NBA style playoffs, seven game series, just no fans in the yeah. in Disney world. Other than that, it's everything is normal. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's pretty normal, normal time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, something to note about the Lakers though. I mean, we talked about, you know, how they're making great strides right before the season got put on pause. Obviously you have, LeBron James, who stays being a freak of nature, and Anthony Davis, who's just unbelievable, probably the best big man in the league, in my opinion. Um, 
But, you know, then they get to the bubble and Rondo hurts his hand week one out six to eight weeks. And before they even travel to the bubble, they knew their veteran uh, shooting guard, Avery Bradley, uh, longtime Celtic, just said that he would not be traveling to Orlando during all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a different Laker team than we we're going to be used to be seeing throughout the regular season, they added J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters too, who we, I mean, at the, at least when they were heading into the bubble a couple weeks ago, we were, they were like, Oh, maybe those would be bench guys. Maybe those would be deep bench guys that they really won't have to use. Now those dudes are going to have to get some pretty serious minutes. I mean, two guards go, two starting guards for the team going down. That's a big deal for the Lakers. Um, sure. And it's really going to be interesting to see what Anthony Davis does in an actual playoff situation. Cause I mean, he surprised everybody a couple years ago when the Pelicans, won that series and he got to the second round one time, but he's never been in a position where he's had to be expected to go out and win. I mean, make the finals, like make the damn finals. Like they're not expected to do anything less than that. LeBron's not expecting anything less than that. So is he going to be able to, I think as much pressure as anybody in the league, it's on Anthony Davis because he's got to really step up and you don't ever really want to disappoint LeBron either. I was just going to say, not (laughs) only does LeBron expect to make the finals, almost every year that he's on the court, but he also holds his teammates to that, that very high standard that he plays at as well. Yeah. So, I mean, the Lakers, we knew that they would be there the whole year. They, they were just going to be too good, but it, it's going to be interesting to see if their kind of style will translate into playoff basketball because who knows what they're going to look like. With LeBron's always been a slow starter at the beginning of any regular season. They've had just as long of a layoff as they would for any – regular offseason so we'll see if this team gets back into gear or not so lakers we can agree definitely a top contender still but some question marks in that backcourt and with the guard play for sure it's gonna be a lot of a lot of alex caruso jr smith minutes that i don't know if lakers fans are really gonna want to see out there yeah (laughs) for sure um moving right along you got aside from anyone Aside from the Bucks, um, looking at anyone specific in the East that, you know, could be a contender or maybe an obvious team, but who do you got coming out of the East that could be a contender? So we've got a couple teams marked down here, and I was talking about before coming on the podcast, putting the Raptors up in here because mm-hmm. I just think that the uh, – I think that they're just so well coached and everything, but we can get to them later on. The The team that everybody's expecting is the Celtics, which I'm sure yeah. you're happy to hear, Doug. <laughs> We'll get it established here. Donnie's a big Celtics fan. I'm a big Cavs fan, so I don't get any fun for this whole bubble restart. I'm just yeah. here. To, I'll cheer for LeBron a little bit, but he's on the Lakers, so it's not as, as fun as it used to be. That's for sure. Um, but the, the thing about the playoffs is it's all you need a superstar to get point, get buckets late in the game. And yeah. the Raptors, it's, don't they? we haven't seen Pascal be able to do that. There's not another guy on that team that's really has that has that championship medal of like, and we we know that they're a championship they have a championship medal as their own team as a collective but a guy mm. a go-to guy in crunch time in those games like that was Kawhi last year when they needed offense late in the games any point besides kind of sometimes a Kyle Lowry would be able to do it it was it was Kawhi all the time the Celtics do have like four of those dudes who could do it yeah. theoretically. Will they actually be able to do it when it comes to the playoffs? That's really, like, the big question. I mean, we saw it from Tatum for a 
stretch at the end there. Like he was figuring it out and it was, it was something crazy to watch. Like dude was just, he figured out every tool in the arsenal, being able to hit from deep. He was, he was finishing at the rim a lot better, but Kemba was starting to slack off towards the end of the year. Gordon Hayward never really, you can kind of tell he was never really fully in the rhythm of it. And right. between those three dudes, Jalen Brown doesn't get enough shots out of everybody else to really have that kind of impact. So it's really just if it's it's going to be putting a lot of pressure on Tatum it looks like and it's as a young guy we'll I mean we've seen it happen before we've seen dudes come rise at the moment early in or early in their career in the playoffs and this is definitely going to be a moment for him to kind of show out. Absolutely and you know you mentioned Jason Tatum having to step up and maybe a lot of the pressure is going to fall onto his shoulders but you saw the way he was playing before this season came to a pause and I mean, he was playing this. We kind of just got the disclaimer that I'm a big Celtics guy out of the way. <laughs> so this might sound a little biased, but I, I truly believe Jason Tatum was playing like a top five player in the league before. No, I don't think that's, I, I think that's completely, that's completely valid. Like that, yeah. that dude was out there, but like I was, I mean, I was watching Celtics games as much, probably as much as you were at that point. And yeah. just every game he was just doing something remarkable like he just it look, he just looked like he finally was like okay like I know exactly what I'm doing now. yeah he, he looks very comfortable now. out there as you mentioned he's finishing at the rim a lot better I mean his his handles improved immensely since he's got into the NBA year three and uh yeah I mean Celtics as you mentioned if they can figure out the whole we have a lot of scores how are we going to make this work and then if Kemba can stay healthy with the knee I can definitely see see them as a contender as well. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna combat that thought for sure. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't think that you were gonna do that. But we're and we we're but we're talking about the Raptors too, and that's the two three matchup between the Raptors Celtics might be honestly that's like the series I'm looking forward to the most if oh, it yeah. happens obviously, but if the, if that's the way the seeding works out and that's how we end up in the second round because realistically like you're looking at all these teams, the first round, I mean, especially in the East, the Pacers are ahead of the Sixers right now. That's not going to stay the same. I don't believe that for a second. I think the Sixers are going to slide up in there and that really the only first round East series of consequence, if the, if that happens, would be Heat Sixers. So who knows who would come out of that type of deal. But if the final eight of the, of this, of the playoffs, once we get to that point, is going to be really like high level, high level teams, no matter who is there. And that Raptors Celtics series, those teams match up together so well. And it's, but the Raptors have not missed a beat from last year at all. Like they are still a defensive juggernaut. Nick Nurse has shown that he will literally change everything he's doing, no matter what, like to match teams, he'll try anything new to make it work. Those dudes yeah. buy in, they believe that they can beat anybody else. And I just wouldn't be surprised if we see them playing the Clippers in the finals and be like, how are we back here again with these two teams? Well, not these two yeah. teams, but with the Raptors at least back in there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, that that small part that you mentioned about everyone buying into the championship mentality, you know, obviously Kawhi was a huge part of that championship last year. But, I mean, you you look at the Raptors this season and, so they they didn't they lose any that championship him. spunk, right? Right. Yeah, they they are like, all right, yeah, like thank you for everything you did, but like we're good now. Yeah, <laughs> for 
for sure. Yeah, a lot of a lot of rotating pieces on that Raptors team, but it's it's worked very well for them so far. And I mean, they had they had just as much time off as everyone else did to you know game plan, get better in different areas. And I don't see why the time off would hurt a team like the Raptors coming into playoff basketball. What do you think about the Bucks? I mean, I think the Bucks have a scary deep roster. Yeah. Um, their defense has always been stellar. I mean, you can't – you really can't stop Giannis. And, I mean, the first thing you think of is if that dude's been working on his jump shot during this yeah. time off, then, yeah. that, then that's scary for not only everyone in the Eastern Conference but the rest of the league um, for years to come. And, yeah, I mean, that dude is a, just a true – like prototype MVP – like built straight out of a video yeah. game, can't oh, yeah. stop Giannis. <laughs> and then I mean, just he just has like so many pieces around him. Like Chris Middleton is is a slept on star in the NBA. He's a certified shooter, like insane range. Yeah, he's, he's put it on display so many times. I mean, I think he he gets stuck in Giannis's shadow a bit, but Middleton can straight up ball. You got the Lopez I feel like if he, he's just like a boring. Dude. I feel like he's just a boring dude. Like that's the only reason he doesn't yeah. respect. Like no one cares about. what Yeah, he's not flashy. No, and that's why no one gives him like the respect. His game's like, not flashy. He's not. You know, he's not all over social media or anything like that. So yeah, nah. he doesn't it's get the hype. old school. But that as I I was talking about AD earlier about a lot of pressure on them in the yeah. playoffs. The other dude that that's got a, that pressure is I think not Giannis because Giannis is gonna do whatever Giannis does like. Yeah. If teams even last year the you know the Raptors kind of gave a blueprint to how you stop him in the playoffs, but he was still getting his against them no matter what. And if they're gonna take their whole team to stop them, to if they're gonna put five guys and be like, we're not letting Giannis do anything, the dude that has to come up and he's a max star, he gets the money, like he needs to do this for the Bucks is Middleton. Like he's gonna be at the dude that carries them. There's gonna be there's gonna be four or five moments in these series and these Whenever whoever they play in the East Finals, if they make it to the finals, whoever they're there, where Giannis is not going to be able to do whatever he wants to do. Kawhi's going to be shutting him down. Tatum's going to be on him. The yeah. AD is going to be on him, locking him down. And Middleton's going to have to be the dude that goes toe to toe with another superstar. And that I mean, we'll see if he can pull it out in one of those scenarios. They weren't able to do it last year, but that was just a that was a different level of team. I think that they were dealing with. They're clearly the best team in the East this year. And probably the best yeah. team in the league. Like honestly, we shouldn't even like. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to the West Finals, play the Lakers, and beat them in like five or something like that. Like they're that good. They could be that big they're world that beater. Good. But it's up to the other guys around him, especially Middleton. And you know, just one one more thing to add on to that is, and I think this kind of goes overlooked, honestly. But losing a guy like Malcolm Brogdon for the Bucks was yeah. kind of huge because yeah. I mean Eric Bledsoe, yeah he he's a good he's a good player. Um, but I, I don't I don't think he had the ball control that Malcolm Brogdon did. Also, didn't have the size that Brogdon did. I think it took a lot of pressure, as you mentioned, off guys like Giannis and Chris sure. Middleton, where they could just have the ball in a guy like Brogdon's hands. I mean, he could score in a bunch of different ways, and he was also good on the other side of the ball playing defense. Yeah, and he's just he's a playmaker that they've they've missed all year long. Honestly, like just initiating the offense and everything. Like it, it's not like you said, Bledsoe's a good great player great defensive player but he's not just a scientist he's more of a physical presence than he is like a facilitating guy or anything like that and he's not a great shooter either right, Brock has definitely got the got a much better shot than him so 
we'll see when it comes to a playoff time. Like that's where, I mean, that's where the battles start coming in on the margins and you, you can blow teams out in the regular season playing a bunch of bad teams and everything. But when it comes down to crunching crunch time late in the playoff game, like who's going to be the dude that's making those plays for you. We've seen Bledsoe in those moments, not show up plenty right. and plenty of times. So yeah. I don't want Bucks fans to get fooled by what Bledsoe usually offers yeah. during the regular season. Cause it's not, it doesn't end up the same in the playoffs. Yeah, think back to a few years ago when Terry Rozier torched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and look at what Terry. What's, what's Terry Rozier doing now? Nothing. Like the fact yeah. that it's the fact that he was like that he could just take over on him like that is it says as much about Terry Rozier as it does about uh, Eric Bledsoe for sure. It's a good point. Yeah, the one contender we have not brought up at all, and I think that is probably. I first of all, I will say that before the year, I picked Lakers over Sixers. We'll get to the Sixers later in the finals. I don't know if I think the Sixers are going to get thirty more. Yeah. I still, I'm sticking with my gut, and I'm going to stick to my pick of picking the Lakers, just because I don't want to. If I'm right, I don't want to go back on that. <laughs> but the team that I truly like, if you ask my head right now, who I think is going to win the finals, it's the Clippers. Really? And oh yeah, and I think it's just, I think it's just the way that. They play. They are just made for a playoff basketball. I mean, Kawhi is Kawhi. Like, we, you know what you're going to get from him no matter what. Like, he's never wavered at yeah. any point unless he's going to – unless an injury happens, God forbid. Like, we know what we're getting. And he's had enough time to rest up. He had that long finals run, and that's why he was mostly on load management the whole time. He's not going to – there's no load management coming. Maybe in the seeding games, obviously, because they don't really care what seed they're at at this point. They're going to play whoever. But – we're not going to see – we're going to see Kawhi playing 40-something minutes a game. And we know what – we've just watched last year what that does when he's got a team around him. And this is a squad. Like, this is yeah. a team – like, if the Raptors were perfectly built to be around him, the Clippers are just as perfectly built to be around him. He's got it's another superstar. Yeah. He's got another superstar on his team, which, I mean, we'll see what Paul George does in the playoffs. Also, he's another guy – he's – He's like Eric Bledsoe on steroids for me about what he's going to do in the playoffs because, like, I don't yeah. know if I even trust him at all. But you've got a stacked roster, a championship coach. There, There's no reason that they shouldn't be able to – with the Lakers injuries and everything, it would just be – the reason – the way I see the Lakers beating it is trusting that LeBron's still the best player in the world and he just wills teams to finals. Like, the last time we've seen him in the yeah. playoffs, he went to the finals eight straight times. So and and he's been in the final four since 2007. So 2006 was the last time he was in the playoffs, not in the West Finals or East Finals. That's insane. Like so, there's yeah. it's hard to doubt that dude. But if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be this Clippers team. No, yeah, I completely agree with that. And just the, I mean, you can talk about Kawhi and Paul George all day, but the, just the absolute depth that the Clippers team has and the coaching along with Doc Rivers. I mean, he's. He's been there, but then you look at like guys like Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell and Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson. I mean, it, the list really goes on for them, whether it's size, defensive ability, shooting, like they really do have it all. Yeah. And as you mentioned, I mean, you talk about pressure before for some other guys. You look at a guy like Kawhi, there really is no pressure. I mean, the fact no. that he won the championship last year with that Toronto Raptors team and kind of kind of shocked the NBA world. I mean, we talked about the Raptors team being good and they have the pieces and they have the coaching, but now you look at it this year again, he has 
excellent team. He's he's done it so many times in the playoffs. He's done it in the finals where he shows out. Really not yeah. too much pressure for Kawhi Leonard either. So, the I mean, I look at, like, the narrative. I love looking at the narratives of everything. And last year was, like, literal perfect storm for Kawhi. Like, it was his one year in Toronto. Came out, had the huge shot that no one will ever forget. I'll never forget sitting there watching that shot yeah. against the Sixers. Beating Giannis when everybody thought Giannis, it was Giannis's year. And then the war, like beating the Warriors, like even by the end when it was, wasn't really the Warriors, it's still the fact that he's the dude that put the nail in the coffin of that team. Like he literally had the storybook year. So is yeah, he going to get like another one? Like I feel like it's not like in that kind of cards respects, it's more, if, whatever you think about that kind of stuff. That's it's more built up for like the Lakers are definitely the better story, the better narrative, like LeBron getting his comeback, especially in this crazy year. Like it would be, it's, it's perfect for LeBron to, I I just keep imagining it because it's perfect for the LeBron, all the LeBron arguments. If you want Jordan and any, any of the arguments you want to make about LeBron, if he wins the title this year in this crazy half season or not half season, but stop season, not playing on the road at all like they're all playing no fans everything and that's one of his titles it's just gonna be like the craziest thing for the rest of our lives to talk about LeBron oh, yeah, like, it's gonna <laughs> I don't think Nick Wright will ever shut up about it if LeBron if LeBron no. wins this year no. so everyone disclaimer for everyone prepare for Nick Wright to be everywhere on your Twitter feed if LeBron wins the championship this year he was on I was watching Colin Coward today and he was on and he was so hurt that Coward didn't have the Lakers in the top his top three contenders like like we're doing right here he didn't have I, I saw the look on his face just pure anger like he was so hurt I can only imagine so we got those five teams. We got the Lakers, Bucks, Clippers, and Celtics, and we've got the Raptors kind of as like a tweener team in there to keep an eye out for. Eye out for. Uh, what's a dark horse team you think that might make some noise and maybe possibly you could make the finals or at least make a run in the, in the conference finals? Uh, I'm looking at a team as the Miami Heat in the East. Um, you know, they just have – I just – I mean, maybe it's just the style of play that they play with and yeah. the group of guys that they have. I just – I really like their team. A lot of a lot of just variety. I mean, you have guys like Jimmy Butler and Andre Iguodala who are both kind of like that dog mentality and veterans yeah. and both can score the ball, both play very aggressive defense. But then they have two young studs in Tyler Harrow and Bam Adebayo. And Bam is, I mean, he's playing like an all-star as far as how, how you want a center to play on your team, yeah. especially, especially. Biggest surprise, in, biggest surprise in the league for me this year was Bam. Like, I was not yeah. expecting that at all, man. Like, just, he's I mean, you could see the potential every... before, but to, to explode and, you know, then playing as well as he has, it's, it's honestly surprising. Yeah. He's essentially like Draymond in his peak, like athleticism. Like, that's basically exactly what he is at this point. Like yeah. that's, he reminds me of that so much. Like Draymond is still is still good, like still effective. But when Draymond was like peak athlete, like running up the floor, like making crazy plays on defense, like that's yeah. what Bam is doing. He's even younger than he was. I mean, than Draymond was when he started really making an impact. So having a guy like that is just – it's irreplaceable on your defense like that. And you know that the Heat, the Heat always pride themselves on defense, always pride themselves on grinding games out like that. Like Spolster loves to do that. And another guy that they have – that we haven't really seen a lot from, but who might make a huge deal for them in the playoffs is Iguodala. 
I mean, yeah. they've got Iggy on that roster who's barely even played any games for them. And just the matchups that they can use defensively with some of their lineups against these teams, they're going to – any game that they play in the playoffs, any series that they're in, it's going to make the other team work. They're going to have to work hard as hell to try to even get by mm. them at all. And I don't know how much you'll see this lineup, but imagine a lineup where you have defensively Jay Crowder, Jimmy Butler, and Andre Iguodala all out there at the same yeah. time. I mean, those are those are three dogs – um Jay Crowder, you know, he's 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 shown stints of of good basketball with the Celtics, but he's more he's more of just like an energy three and D guy, uh Crowder is. But I mean all three of those guys kind of just have the same like just they, they make winning basketball plays and especially on the defensive ends. Yeah. Um we both agreed on the Thunder out of the West. Um, yeah. I think that th- the guard play is really what's going to lead them. And we've, I mean, we've seen this story with Chris Paul in the playoffs all the time, but so the dude is, he's a dog too. And he's definitely, he's hungry to try to get back and get back into a position. Nobody thought this team was going to be anywhere near that they are in the position they are this year, but they've, I've w- remember watching them all this year. I watched them a bunch this year and they're so impressive every single game because they just find ways to win. They can score. They've got weapons everywhere. Gallinari is a weapon. Like, that dude is finally being used up to his potential with the Thunder. Steven Adams has always been a beast and always will be a beast. Like, that dude oh is God, just the yeah. anchor for I that team. I love Steven Adams. <laughs> the Clippers, the Clippers get ha- having to lose Shea Dildis is probably the one thing that they really wish they wouldn't have had to do in that Paul George trade because that dude yeah. is going to be a superstar in the league and learning from Chris Paul and them playing next to each other. Like they're so deadly together. Schroeder off the bench, like those three guards, the fact that they can have any two of those three guards out on the floor at the same time, like those are three like high level starting potential guards on any team that are just yeah. coming out there. And so it's really going to be up to their guard play. But I mean, dude, like you, I mean, Watching them play the Celtics those two games this year, those were two of the best games I watched all year. Those were insane high-level basketball games, and they can play with anybody. And that's just a sign that they can play with anybody in the league. And yeah. so, if they, I could see them in a you know second-round series against the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever, giving them a, a big run for their money because they're not going to be an easy out at all. No, not at all. I mean, and yeah, you know, I'm not saying stuff. Definitely going to be a for sure upset if, you know, the Thunder get their hands on one of those teams. But, I mean, give them problems. Make it make it go to seven games. Make it go to six games and tire yeah. them out for the next couple of rounds. But, yeah, you mentioned the trio of Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder. Like, all three of those guys are offense first with the ball in their hand. But they're also – none of them shy away on defense either. I mean, no. Chris Paul has been picking people's pockets for – a decade and Shay Shay's young Dennis Schroeder's you know offense first but all, all three of those guys can they can Shea Gill just has the potential to be like all NBA defense for the rest of his career like he's like six six he can move he can cover like one through three maybe even one through four if he gets some more like he'll probably get some more muscle as the years come along like mm-hmm. That dude just has all the potential in the world. And, like, we were talking about for Tatum earlier. It might be – it's going to be his first time in the playoffs. Or no, no. Yeah, right? I mean, he's – did he was he in there at all last – yeah, he had to have played last year with the Clippers then, too. Yeah. So, but, it's like, this is his first real taste as being, like, the dude – like, one of the dudes on this team. And they're going to yeah. be expected to make some noise, too. Like, 
they're not going there as an eight seed looking to, you know, take a couple games off the Warriors maybe. Like, they're going to be a team that can be a top three seed in the West and, they, and actually, you know, try to make a run of this thing. So we'll see how they look. One of the teams that I had as my dark horse was, as I said earlier, my finals pick at the beginning of the year was Lakers Sixers. The Sixers, it doesn't look like it's good of a finals pick throughout the year. They've had as many chemistries as you could possibly imagine. They, yeah. Their coach, I'm surprised. I don't even know how Brett Brown is still there. The amount of times that they said that he was going to get fired. Uh, ben Simmons still can't shoot. Apparently, maybe he can now. Yeah, Maybe. I saw we'll see. Bleacher Report released a video today of him hitting a bunch Maybe. of jump shots consecutively, but I but don't know. They said they're moving him to the four anyway. Shake Milton's going to start when they bring back everything. He's not even going to be playing points. So, I mean, Horford going to the bench, it's going to be a brand new look Sixers team. But this team has always been, if they could figure out whatever the right combination is with these two dudes, they're not a perfect fit. They're never going to be a perfect fit unless, no. unless Ben Simmons – turns into Steph Curry shooting for three. They're not going to be a perfect fit. Like, they're just – they occupy too much space together down low. It's just not going to work. But if there's some way that they can make it work and bully teams, this is the way that they're going to do it. And there's – I still believe somewhere there's a world where the Sixers put it together at least to make a run. Because they can – if they're playing to their potential, they can get out of the East. They can beat anybody in the East. They've beaten. They've beaten the Bucks. They've beaten up. They the Celtics. I mean, they're who knows about that. They've all. That's always been their Achilles. You know, that's a first round yeah. series. I mean, that's that's the first round series. I'm really hoping we really get to see. But they could. The Sixers are the most. They're, they could be knocked out in the first round, or they could be in the finals. I could see any of those things, and I just think that they're don't count them out yet. But don't. I wouldn't put any money on it either. Yeah. I agree. I mean, on paper, they they definitely like like you said. They there's no reason why they c- couldn't beat anyone in the East in a seven game series. But I, you know, I think really is going to kill them is they they went all out on trying to get this starting lineup that included you know Ben Simmons and Bead, uh, Tobias Harris and Al Horford and Josh Richardson, um, yeah. which they started most of the year with. But the, I mean, I just think their lack of bench players is what would, would really hurt them in a, a playoff series. Obviously, yeah. they have some scores like Alec Burks and um, Shake Milton, as you mentioned, and they have some they have some young talent too. But um, I, I just think that would hurt them in a series like a team against a team like you said, the Bucks or the Celtics. I mean, where they have experience and bench depth and chemistry, as you mentioned, which is a huge. Yeah, huge low for the Sixers right now. We'll see. Like, it's they're saying all the right things right now, but the second that Joel decides to pop off about something after a game, like it could all go downhill after that. We gotta talk about what's going on inside this bubble (laughs) in Orlando. Because yeah, we really do. This is the most. This is the weirdest thing. Like, it's I'm trying to like make it normal and seeing all this stuff, but it's not normal at all. It's It's just not. It's just there's just no way you can paint this as normal, and it's probably one of the most bizarre things that any sports league has gone through. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like the whole NBA is just like at a summer camp right now. <laughs> it literally it's like an adult summer camp. But um, that being said, I mean, I know we don't have that much more time on our first show here, but I just wanted to get, you know, your thoughts on maybe what's one of your favorite things you've seen from inside the bubble or just like one of the your favorite thing that's going on. 
right, exactly. so I didn't I didn't know that so many NBA players were like nasty at fishing. Like I don't know if this like this pool, like mm. this pond is like something like that is super easy to fish from, but like yeah. all these dudes are just catching mad fish all day. Like I wonder how long they're I wonder how long they're sitting out there. Like what like of all the things you could do at Disney World, like that like it's just surprising me. I didn't think that fishing would be like their go-to activity. And also I did right. know that Paul George was like nasty at fishing, but he had the fattest fish. Like it had to have been like a <laughs> size fish the other day. Like I was so impressed. I was like, I didn't even think they would put those things in that pond. Like that dude That's is crazy. like, I didn't, I, I remember reading an article a couple years ago that Paul George was like, Oh yeah, I'm huge outdoors. And like, I used to like, and he might have like competitively fished for a little bit, maybe like that. I could be cap on that, but like I know the dude loves fishing, and it's just like the, that was just the last thing I was expecting to see was like the fishing content out of Disney World. That is funny. Yeah, smacked up in the middle of Orlando, Disney World, <laughs> NBA players fishing. It's Who would have guessed? So weird. <laughs> um, some of the, the crazy things I've. I mean, how can we not talk about the food? that was yeah. such an issue when they first got yeah. there so all right so i found out the troy daniels thing when he put that out that was only the appetizer so he was bitching about the appetizer he wasn't act like he didn't realize that he was about to get like a whole ass meal after that yeah but yeah it's still just like these dudes like some of these dudes definitely are like either they're used to ordering out whatever they want from anywhere in their own cities or they just have like their own chefs and shit like that like it's got to be so weird for them to like be getting like handed like these summer camp meals like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, them being used to going out for takeout and stuff, but Rashawn Holmes (laughs) actually continued to do that and tried (laughs) to get takeout at the bubble and then had to quarantine for an extra 10 days or whatever it was. It's probably only six days left now that that happened. Uh, closer to when they first got there but yeah i've heard stories about guys trying to deliver food and um trying to i've also heard players are trying to sneak girls into the bubble yeah there's a there's a one girl on instagram and she tweeted i already got she i think it was exactly the exact tweet was i already got invited to the bubble y'all this season is not happening and everybody yeah. immediately went to try to figure out what player was always already trying to bring somebody to the bubble like three days in and I'm down oh, to two sure. suspects. I'm down to two major suspects. Okay, because let's hear it. I saw this is both just from Twitter, my Twitter research. So this is obviously nothing. There's no actual reasoning behind this, but Montrez Harrell follows her. Okay. So that's that's extremely possible. Why would you be following her? How else would that happen? But also Mo Bamba quoted that quoted her tweet and said and added Donovan Mitchell. And was like, what are you doing? Or he said something like that. He added on a Mitchell <laughs> tweet and deleted it like immediately. And so wow. those are my, like, you, why would you delete it? Like, unless, like, you thought that he was at least, like, willing to do something like that. Yeah. At least willing. So, so those, those are, are the two suspects. Those are the two teams you got to watch out for, apparently. Chaz and Clippers. Jake they is might on be the out Twitter here. investigation. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. But no, yeah, I, I assumed that was going to happen at some point. But then it's probably even Stephen A. Smith said something about it. Like, oh, you think these guys are going to be able to go a month without seeing their girlfriends, wives, etc. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, what, we were like five days in at the bubble and we heard this news. It hadn't <laughs> even been a full week of basketball. And people well, that's what I, I want to know. Girls. I want to know what, what, when they can actually start bringing their family and stuff like that along. 
like what kind of girls are just gonna show up for the dudes that like don't have like that are just like yeah. i don't have a family member or anything i want to bring they're just like we they just like invite like three different girls out to come stay in their room they're like yeah like we're good now i'm good with this these are my three approved people <laughs> yeah it's awesome. like I mean, there's got to be some out-of-pocket people that are gonna just show up to the bubble like there's no way yeah, bring the girls to the players' lounge and like play <laughs> ping pong with them. <laughs> just for the Instagram content, they need to bring some oh, of them just sure. for the Instagram content because there's stuff players won't film that I know the Instagram girls will film, and they we we need that. We need those videos on Twitter. So some so please, if you make it to the final eight, invite some Instagram girls just for the content. We're asking. We're not asking a lot as fans. I think that's more than enough. Yeah, and before before we finish up um, talking about our favorite things in the bowl, I just want to mention one thing before we wrap up is you kind of just touched on it, you know, like the Instagram and being able to see what the players do in the bubble. I think following players right now, if, like, people are into that and, like, they like to catch up on what their favorite players are doing, whether it's via Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter – it's really such a cool time for that because that they're all just on their phones and yeah. like showing off the bubble and like showing off their friendships with other players. And as you mentioned, the fishing and we're finding out all these hobbies that these guys are into. So you, you really get to know your favorite athletes a little better right now. And I think that's something that all NBA fans should be taking advantage of for sure. Cause I, yeah. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I, I love it. It's dope. I've, it's dope. Yeah. It's, it's always been like NBA players have always been the best at that sharing their lives share and stuff like that excuse me but like especially right now like they've been making sure that like they've been making sure that i mean they're probably bored too so they're just like whatever like, yeah. we'll do whatever but they're just they're making sure that like everybody sees what's going on and they're like trying to make sure they're showing all the teams have fun and everything and it's dope just like this is the most like these dudes probably are going to hang out ever in their lives like be around each other like their team and they see each other every day but like this is like every day like day in day out so like it's cool right now because they're all having fun with it. I can't wait to see like the bubble content like in a couple months when they do, they're absolutely tired of it too. Yeah, you know what I mean? right. But, uh, sick of their teammates, all that. The one last thing that I want to talk about is the in the bubble, dudes are going to be gaming all the time. Like we've seen oh, streams yeah. from bubble, everything. Josh Hart's always streaming. They was streaming with Myers Leonard the other night. Like we've seen that. The other night, LeBron made his My Park 2K debut. A strive, oh my God, strive yeah. for greatness 23 or some I don't straight for uh, some corny ass name that he had. And <laughs> for any 2K head that knows this, Braun is a cheater because he had no badges, he had no actual banner. He was a 93 and he definitely just bought all the VC to load up his dude to play 2K. Yeah. Like that dude's a liar. He's not an actual 2K player. But they were following around the park and everything. And I literally saw one clip one clip that Quinn Cook put out and it was of LeBron chase down swatting somebody. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. It's like LeBron plays <laughs> in 2K he how he does in real life. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I saw that too. A lot he's, of a lot a of fraud. gamers in that bubble for sure. LeBron, I mean what else would you maybe do? Maybe video game fraud. <laughs> what else would you do though? Like I would just if I was in there, I would just go to practice, eat, and then just go back and play video games all yeah, night long. Play as myself on 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice for sure all right so for, at the end of each episode we're gonna do something called a buzzer beater one of us is gonna just kind of 
give our take on something going on in the NBA and when we're just going to have a little discussion about it. it. might be called At the Buzzer at the end. I haven't really decided which name's better or not. That's why yeah. it's the first one. But, still, uh, still in the works, people. Yeah, we're still, we're still going along with it. But uh, So, I mean, we're all happy basketball is finally coming back. It's been, you know, about four months since they spent the season. And I'll be the first guy to tell you, and I'm sure that all of you two are just happy to have, you know, actual live sports coming back in the next few weeks. I mean, it's been, it's literally been there every single second of my life. Like, no matter what, like, I've played sports my whole life, even in the summer, like right now, if there was random baseball games on or NFL training camp starting up in a couple weeks, there was always something to like look forward to, whatever sports wise. And you really didn't have to worry about it or think about it at all. And so I'm as excited as anybody else to see opening night LeBron and Kawhi go at it. But you know, right now with everything going on, I think it's important and the players are definitely trying to keep this in perspective too with everything they're doing with the social justice, you know, slogans on the jerseys and players have said that they're going to come out, make statements, everything like that. You know, we've got a pandemic still going on, which is the reason why we're in this whole Disney World bubble. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, they're literally all in Disney World right now. But everything going on in the world, it's just a reminder to keep it in perspective that like, Sports are that distraction, but they might have gone to a point where it, it people took them for granted, kind of, and that these games that we're, we're going to be watching, like, it's a privilege for us to be able to watch these dudes go out there and play every night, but especially right now. But they're going to be the first ones to remind us that there's still a lot of work to do. And don't, don't just take this time with games on all day, every day. Like, remember that we still got a lot of shit to work on, a lot of shit to do, and just you know enjoy time with your family still like make sure you do make sure you're not just going back to you know I, this is for me as much as anybody else but i know that there's people out there like me like spending all your time like worrying about nba shit or nfl shit or anything like that like just keep yeah. it all in perspective i'm happy that everything's back but we still got a lot to go wear on your damn mask of. exactly <laughs> wear your mask that's literally that if there's anything that's what this title of this podcast is going to be like i don't it's not going to be title contenders first podcast yeah. it's going to be wear your mask yeah if you want if, if you want to see people contending the title then wear your mask yeah if you want to see the if you want to see these games finish in october and then us be able to start back up in january and get a regular nba season back and get to some and maybe be able to go watch some games yeah, wear your mask. Take care of each other. That's what we need. For sure. Do. All right. Any last words, Donnie? No. I mean, I, again, we kind of breezed over it at the beginning of the podcast, but I encourage you guys to, you know, go follow us on Twitter at Happy Hour Hoops One. Yep. On Twitter, same tag on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Instagram, throw us a like on our page on Facebook. Like, um, rate, subscribe wherever this podcast will end up. Probably yeah. Apple Podcasts, hopefully Spotify, hopefully SoundCloud, but everything. Share it with all your friends, all that. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to get it out there. Um, get some content up on our Twitter page by the end of this week, hopefully. Um, yeah, we're just going to have all things NBA for you guys to look at. You know, we'll We'll get some exclusive stuff from players yeah. like Instagram stories, Snapchats, you name it. Um, we're going to get creative here, guys. So really appreciate the follows and keeping up with our show. Yeah, for sure. We're planning on hopefully being able to do this twice a week. And I mean, we just, we'd love to do it every single day with when the season starts up and everything, but we just won't, we won't, we'll 
get everything in as much as we can for the twice a week. We'll be online though. We're going to be trying to interact with everybody, you know, keep creating content, however we're going to do. Um, so yeah, like we're just going to make sure that we can make this as, as fun, as engaging as we can. We just want to talk to you guys and we're just two basketball fans that just want to, you know, talk hoops with everybody and just go from there. But we're ready to have some fun. I know that. For sure. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, guys. Well, this is the first ever episode of Happy Hour Hoops. For Donnie here, this is Jake, and we'll see you guys next time. Later.